Hello everyone, my name is Summer Davis and welcome to the first episode of It's Always Summertime. So this podcast will be a just a commentary podcast because I always rant, vent, um, speak truth, things like that. Um, and that's what I made this podcast for because I realized that I was annoying my friends by speaking to them and spamming them with texts and voice messages and calls and all of that jazz. So I thought might as well just put it on the internet. And if no one listens to this, well, it is what it is. But if somebody listens, thank you for listening. So today's first episode will be about money and race. And the reason why I'm making it about money and race is because I currently am watching Queen Sugar. Now, I know I'm late to the game. I understand. I get it, you all. I know. But I never watched it because my parents watched it. And it's like, why would I watch the same shows as my parents? Kind of weird. But I'm currently on episode seven, season one. And I'm around like the 25 minute mark. And during this episode, I'm not going to like ruin anything important for you guys. But... Micah, Nova, and I don't know the lady's name yet, but they go to this like Black Lives Matter art exhibit down there in New Orleans and um, for Nova's newspaper because she's like a, a journalist. Uh, yeah, a journalist. And yeah, they're looking at the exhibits. And so there's an exhibit picture painting um, that someone made of different black men holding a sign that says I am a man and they're all black men who have been killed by police brutality. So there's um, Trayvon Martin. Well, hmm, cause they're not all men. Some they're kids too. Kids and teens too. Hmm. See, see, I'm realizing stuff as I'm speaking, but um, there's Trayvon Martin. There's Eric Garner. Oscar Grant and Mike Brown up there on the wall. And like I said, they're holding a sign saying, um, I am a man. And so the lady, I don't know her name. We're going to name her Kelly because I don't know her name currently, um, is talking to Micah. Micah's looking up at the wall. And Micah is, I think he's supposed to be all the way black. He looks biracial. Um, I don't know if he is in real life. I don't know. In the show, I think he's supposed to be 100% black. Don't know. But I'm just going to go for the fact that he's 100% black. That's what I'm going to say he is. Because that's what it seems like he is in the show. He's looking up there and the lady Kelly is like, Wow, this is, you know, crazy. Do you do you know about any of these? He looked so young here. And so Micah's like, I don't know who he is. And so she's like, oh, well, that's Oscar Grant. And that's... Eric Garner, you know, Eric Garner's last few moments um, were captured on camera where he said, I can't breathe. And that was like, that's still a crying call today. First of all, so I'm going to pause there. First of all, if he is a black man, young boy, 15, 16, in 2015, 16, 17, 18, whatever, however old he is, he's older. In, in this time period, he should know what I can't breathe is. As a black man, most black men know. 
And then besides that, that's not, if he's on social media, which he is in the show, it shows him on social media, then he's definitely seen it before. This is not like a, a revelation type of situation. He he knows who it is. So if he doesn't know, that's a problem. And I'll get to that in a second. But continuing on with the show, um, he goes on to say that uh, the lady Kelly asks, have you ever been to a Black Lives Matter rally or protest? And he says, no. Like it's something crazy. Like it's something crazy to go to a Black Lives Matter rally or protest. No. So you're you're saying it's kind of crazy and weird to go to a Black Lives Matter protest, but you're a black man in America? A young one at that? It's interesting. So then she goes on to say, well, you know, there's lots of things in California, blah, blah, blah. And so he said, well, I've never gotten treated badly. I've never gotten mistreated by police or by anyone for that matter. I guess because of my dad and his dad in the show is a like multi-million dollar famous basketball player. And so the lady's like, well, that doesn't matter. And that's that's where we're getting to this conversation now. When it comes to money and race, and I'm going to like specify and zoom in on the black race because I am black. I'm a black woman. I'm not going to speak for other races. I'm going to speak for for what I know and experienced in my own race. Like I said, see what I said there? What I know, I'm not speaking for the entire black race, but I'm speaking for myself and what I know and what I what I think and what I believe. So if you're black and you disagree, that's on that's fine. Uh, it's it's not a problem. I'm not speaking for the entire race and I'm not going to speak for anybody else's race. But when it comes to money and blackness, money definitely has an impact on how you're treated as a black person. I don't care what anyone says. It does. It does. Because if you were to line up Michael B. Jordan and my brother, Michael B. Jordan would be picked and taken out of the line. Taken out of the line because he has money. He wouldn't even be on the line in the first place because he has money. The fact that she said, and, and the lady in the show, Kelly, supposed to be a Black Lives Matter activist, very big into it. The fact that she said, it doesn't matter who your dad is. Yes, it does. Money matters. When you have money, you are closer to whiteness. You are closer to whiteness. And let me explain that because some of you are probably listening to this like, how does having money make you white? Or how does having money make me white? Because you might have money. Let me explain. White people, white America. And again, I'm only speaking from America. I don't live in a different country. I live in America. So I'm not speaking on different countries. So before that comes into the play, like I'm not speaking on other countries. I don't know what's going on in there. I can't speak for them. I don't live there. I live in America. So I'm speaking on America's terms. When it comes to white America, white society, white people, America in general, they have made things based on money so that people of color, specifically black people, cannot get those resources. So whether that's historically redlining 
to where black people could not get homes or the education system making these high education requirements, but then barring black people from being able to go to get education to get a good job. All of the, there's so many examples of how white America, America society has made it set up so that money is the biggest barrier and obstacle besides race in order to make sure that white America has all of the resources and deprives their minority citizens of those same resources. So when you are black, although you are denied those resources simply for being black, when you have money, you're able to bypass that. And now you're able to achieve the resources that they have said that we can't get because you can pay your way through. If they said that I'm going to make this burger $100, the average black American cannot pay $100 to get that burger. So we can't eat. We can't eat. But you, and I'm not saying you as in the listener, you, you know what I'm saying, y'all. You, this person, has $200. They are able to buy that burger so they can eat. So they're getting strong. They're getting healthy. They're getting the same treatment that white people are getting. While the rest of us black people are scrounging by trying to get to $100, trying to get that burger. But we can't. So having money definitely has an impact on you being black and the treatment that you're going to get in the world. When a racist cop sees you, are they maybe going to, you know, ignore the fact that you have money? Yeah. But in the same token, you're probably going to be in a neighborhood where the cops are so local that they know that you're a rich black person because it's very rare to see that in some of these neighborhoods because of all the things that I said earlier. They're going to know you because that's how they do for rich people, for rich whites. So if you're the only black, you're gonna stand out. They're gonna know you. And it, it, it really doesn't matter at that point. When it comes to getting arrested, you're gonna have money to pay bail. You're gonna have money to get a fancy attorney. You're gonna have money to write cases off or expunge your record, or you won't have to work. Or if you do work, it's not gonna be that detrimental to you. Having felony uh, marked on your, your application. Having money definitely affects the way that you are treated as a black person in America. Look at Tyler Perry. Look at Tyler Perry. His, his main thing that, that white people like to bring up is that he came from homelessness. He grew up in an abusive household. And look at what he did. Look at how he turned out. He's the, he's the token. He's what all black people should be like. And if you're not like Tyler Perry, then you're not, you're not a good black. You're, you're not a good black. You're a poor black. 
You're a waste of space, Black. You're exactly what we mean by Black, putting Black in a negative term. You're exactly what we mean. Tyler Perry sits up here and appeases the white man so that he can have more access to those resources, even though he already has the money to get them. And he's just doing that at that point because he's so close to whiteness. He relates and is more closely aligned with the white man than he is his black people. And if you want to see it, just look at his movies, how he paints black women specifically and especially darker black women. Look at his speech that he said at the Oscars. I don't hate police. I learned to love. That's that's white man words. That's what they want you to do. They want to see the stereotypes of black women and black men being painted out in the way that he makes his movies. They want to see, you know, this support for white culture, white people things white systems like the police they want to see that by a black person because that is the person that they they molded that's the person that they want and he has money so that's the reason why he's like that but take away his money and i bet you he wouldn't know what to do he wouldn't know how to interact with black people he wouldn't know how to make it because he's so far out of the realm of everyday black people because of the wealth and the money that he's accumulated, which good for him, he's got money. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying, you know, I'm hating on him because he's got money. Good for him. But the money has changed him and the money has allowed him to be closer to whiteness. So he is more easily accepted and therefore he is going to be treated differently by everybody that that is around him. Whether it's black, whether it's white, whether it's Hispanic, or Asian, or a dog, a cat, I don't know. He's going to be treated differently simply because of the fact that he has money. Money is the first barrier besides race. And people, you know, like to say that money is money is the problem. Money is the root of all the problems. No, we all know that race is the root of all the problems. But the second root of every problem comes down to money. And having wealth, being a wealthy black person makes you a token, makes you stand out because you, look at you, you were able to make it. And why aren't all the rest of them doing that? So, yeah, you're going to get treated differently. You're going to get treated differently because of the fact that you have money. And it blows my mind that people think that that doesn't matter. It really does. It really does. And like I said earlier, will some cops only see you as black? Yeah. Will some people only see you as black? Yeah. But when you're in a community that you specifically chose because you didn't want to live surrounded by other black people. You're surrounded by white people. You're sending your kids to white schools. You're sending your kids, um, your, your, your kids are hanging out with only white kids. Your friends are all white. And you know, you're all, everything around you is not 
black, not your culture, you are going to be treated differently. You're going to be treated differently. And you have a privilege by having money. There are, everyone likes to forget that there is privilege even within minorities, even within the black community, there is privilege. There is light skin privilege. I am a light skin black woman. I know I have privilege. I acknowledge that I have privilege. Do I use my privilege to put down darker women? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Do I speak out against it? Absolutely, yes. I try to use my privilege to make sure that my privilege ends with me. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you 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 see what a, see what I'm saying? Are you rocking? Are you rocking with me right now? I use my privilege to try to make sure that my privilege ends with me. But a lot of these wealthy black people, like Tyler Perry, like Oprah, they aren't using their privilege because having wealth is a privilege. They don't use their privilege to make sure that it ends with them. They use their privilege to make sure that the privilege is only them. You seeing what I'm saying? Is that making sense? I'm hoping that's making sense. At the end of the day, having wealth having money you will be treated differently as a black person you will be treated better you will have easier access to resources that the everyday black person cannot get because of the systems that white america has put in place to keep us economically suppressed to where we can't get those resources so because having money allows you to get those resources you will now be closer to whiteness you will now be able to be tokenized and closer to whiteness and get those resources that we cannot have and therefore you will get treated better because that's a privilege. It's a privilege to have money and a privilege to know that you are financially secure because you could be poor and black. Think of all the, the intersectionality of oppression, but you're taking that big, big chunk of it because remember, as I said earlier, Money is the second barrier. Race is the first. So yes, you you are black, so you do have that barrier of, of race. But money is a second barrier. You're taking away that second barrier, that biggest barrier, you're taking that away. That's a huge privilege. Huge privilege. It blows my mind that that's not acknowledged and that it's treated as though it all matters because at the end of the day, you're black. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because not everybody rocks with everybody. Not everybody's rocking under the same thing. Not everybody gets it. There's always some lost souls. There's always going to be some shucking and jiving for the white man. Always. Always. So, yeah. That was my first episode of this podcast. Um, I guess I'll go a little bit into the podcast. As I said before, this is probably just going to be a commentary podcast that I do whenever I'm, you know, in a mood to talk and things of that nature. Um, talk about, you know, racial things, 
um, social things. I don't know how to put that. Um, pop culture things, I guess. Um, life experiences, just all different things is what's going to go in this podcast. And I think that this will be a good outlet. Hopefully other people listen. Hopefully other people, you know, this opens some eyes for people with the things that I say. If it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because I'm making it for me. And I want, you know, people to understand that. I'm making this for me. I'm making this for me. These words that are coming out of my mouth, I, I own them. And if I do say something wrong or I do, you know, look stupid about something, I will admit that I'm wrong. I will admit that I look stupid. I'll admit that. But these are my words and these are my beliefs. This is what in my head. And, you know, if it comes out and it's like a big scandal or something later in the future, I'm owning up to my words and I will admit if I'm wrong or admit if I look stupid or, you know, any of those things. Um, so I, I want to say that for sure, that these are my words and these are my opinions. And if it costs me something, then, you know, it is what it is. But the places that I want to be around will understand that. And, you know, as, as white America likes to say, we have the freedom of speech. We have the freedom of speech. So I'm using my first amendment right, right here to make this podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't know. Um, please let me know if you like this podcast, if you made it this far, if you didn't like this podcast, you can let me know as well. Um, I don't know how it's going to affect me. Like I said, I'm making this really for me. <laughs> um, but if you like the podcast, please let me know. If you don't like the podcast, please let me know. If you have something that you want to hear my opinion on, please let me know. I'll definitely make a, make a podcast about it. I want to get into, you know, YouTube videos and things like that, um, of, you know, filming my speaking and recording, but it's going to have to wait for a little bit because it's a lot of work, you know, to do all of that. But yeah. Um, thanks for listening. If you're listening, if no one's listening, well, <laughs> thank you so much for recording <laughs> and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Stay grooving, keep it moving and yeah, see y'all later.